Hello, uh, good evening. It is, it's Victoria and Django and Gypsy. Uh, it, it, ah, get off, not for you, no, Fuzzy. No, not for you. Off. Hi, it is Victoria with Django, who is being a little heathen, and Gypsy, who is lying down next to me, hoping that maybe I'll drop something, which I don't have anything to drop, but still. Uh, but it is uh, time for our weekly podcast. Uh, I'm exhausted. Um, I had a doctor's appointment today with my dysautonomia doc. And I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow morning with cancer guy now uh, because, yeah, it's back. Yay. So we're going to talk about hysterectomy. Yikes. Which we're not looking forward to. Well, I'm not looking forward to. I don't do well with surgery stuff. So that's bothering me. Uh, and, of course, they call up today and they have questions. Uh, have I traveled in the last 14 days? Actually, no, I have not, except for to Gainesville. Have I been in contact with anyone who's traveled internationally? No. Have I been in contact with anyone who is suspected of having uh, the COVID-19 coronavirus? No. So that was that was super fun. Uh, I can bring one person with me to the doctor's appointment tomorrow over the age of 18, and I have to wear a mask. They didn't say my partner had to wear a mask. So Rich and I are going tomorrow uh, up there, up to Orlando. Yeah, it's an eight o'clock appointment. So at least we get up and we get moving and we get up there and we get it done. Um, and see see what's going on, uh, which is super. Uh, with this dysautonomy doc today, I'm going to try two new meds. One of them is a, I need a nebulizer for it. And then... Uh, he said he would be, he's willing to talk to cancer guy now to see what all, you know, like how, how we can help to make this as, as easy as possible for me. I don't do well with anesthesia either. Did I mention that? Yeah. It's not just cause I'm a chicken, uh, but that's not what you guys want to hear about. You guys want to hear about puppies. So, you know, that we had, uh, Lucy and Seth, they copulated two months ago and we put their date right on Saturday. I believe. Let me check it. Because we had to, you know, you count out based on their progesterone level. Uh, we didn't write it on here. Let me see if I wrote it back here. No. They tied on uh, five. Oh, they, yeah, do five, two. Okay. So that was Saturday. Sorry. Took me a minute. She came exactly on her due date. Uh, we had a, a false hope her temperature had dropped, which is the precursor sign that she's going to have, well, per litter, well, it means birth and them babies. And we were all excited. Well, that didn't happen. And so we did group class uh, virtually on Saturday morning. And then we had Mila's go home session. And then I headed in, I packed up a bag, uh, an overnight bag, and I headed into Karen's because Lucy had been in labor since five in the morning. Karen said she woke up and she was biting at the carpet and like didn't know what was going on. This is her first pregnancy, her first delivery, you know. So poor Luce didn't know what was going on. Uh, I got over there, I think around three, and we we talked and uh, you know brought her outside to potty her and she was in the whelping room and circling and pacing and nesting and uh, ordered ordered dinner. 
uh, we ordered from uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, so we got wings and fries. That came. We had, you know, we ate. And we were actually working on a goal list, which I have right here, for Hope Service Dogs. So I'm all about goals, and it didn't dawn on me I need to do one for Hope Service Dogs. So working on a goal list for Hope Service Dogs and, you know, getting Karen's input on it. And about probably, I think she birthed the first one a little after eight uh, at night. So we, we didn't even have a lot of chance to talk. Uh, but but she started having having that first baby and that first baby was uh, was coming and, and we had talked about it since Karen's a nurse in the real world. We wanted <laughs> she was going to deliver the babies. I don't do good with blood and gore and icky stuff. Uh, that's what Rich is for. And Rich was at the ranch in Sumterville. It was just me and Karen Barry was at work and the first one came out and looked a little bit odd. That was red. I videotaped the whole thing. I didn't videotape one continuous we would go live with each puppy. And then twice the second puppy came so fast uh, after the puppy in front of it that, you know, two of the video clips are, you know, two dogs instead of one dog. Uh, but but the first puppy was born, it did have a birth defect. Um, and its intestines were born on the outside of its body. Uh, and I, as soon as we got off of the live, I called a really good friend of mine who's a veterinarian and explained it to her and she looked at the Facebook live because yeah, you know, like luckily things could work this way because we're talking Saturday night at 8 PM. You know, what are you going to do? Your option is to load them up and take them to UF vet school, uh, to the emergency clinic there. But what do you do? So she said, no, there's nothing that can be done. What you need to do is just worry about the babies coming out and helping the mama as much as you can. Okay. So we, you know, the intestines were there, right? So we had put a washcloth, you know, held her with a washcloth. She would crawl out of that washcloth. We had an incubator set up. She'd crawl out of the washcloth. She would go nestle with her siblings. So Kayla said, uh, well, my vet friend said, um, you know, just take her to the vet tomorrow and, and, and have her humanely youth. And I swear when this is all done, depending, but don't leave mama and don't pack up mama because she's birthing babies. So we, uh, you know, we, we had her, she crawled over to her siblings, you know, we didn't isolate her. So she got love and, and companionship and everything. Uh, we had, well, she had, Lucy had 12 babies in total, uh, minus the one she passed away a little under 12 hours later, she was gone by eight o'clock in the morning. The next morning, uh, she had crawled off and she was on a heating pad because we had heating pads in the welding box. And one of her siblings, Green Boy, had, had crawled over beside her and snuggled next to her. And they and she passed, you know, with him right there. So we thought that was that was sweet. You know, so we're making up these elaborate stories that, you know, maybe they were together, um, you know, side by side in the womb and they shared a connection. And, you know, who knows? But uh, but yeah, so she she didn't pass alone. She had 12 hours to to snuggle. Um, she didn't eat anything. You know, we kept trying. Um, she wouldn't go on a nipple and we really wanted everyone to get the colostrum. Uh, so we didn't want a bottle unless we really had to. Uh, and we, we kind of, and it sounds really, really mean, um, but we kind of wanted her to pass at the house with us there, with her, her litter mates there, with her mama there, as opposed to, you know, a cold, dark, or cold, bright, scary doctor's office. 
So, so that, that was the one bad thing that happened and it can happen. You know, uh, Karen had said, you know, in her research, which it's hard to find books on breeding. Uh, well, it's hard to find information on breeding. She said she had about a half a dozen different books on breeding and they all had different information in them. So what we're going to do is put together our procedures manual for knocking them up, <laughs> birthing them up the first eight weeks, and then the training afterwards. So we have procedure manuals for everything along the way in case, uh, you know, Karen can't be there for one of them. One was, it was kind of funny. Looking back on it, it's kind of funny. Uh, the baby's coming out and you know, they're born in the sack, right? They have the placenta sack and all. So be in birth and she says, I see it in the birth canal. And it got stuck. Now that's not funny, right? But here, listen to what happens. It gets stuck. And she says, you know, it's not coming out. Uh, but she says, I read about what to do. And remember, she's a nurse in the real world. So like, she's used to dealing with this type of stuff. So she, she clamped the placenta, she clamped the baby, she tied the baby, she cut the baby, baby comes out, the placenta was still there with the clamp on it, you know, and uh, after she was done, the placenta passed, and we had the clamp on it. So it was easy to dispose of the uh, afterbirth. So if not, what could have happened if, if it would have been me, I don't know what I would have done, but uh, you know, Karen knew what to do because she'd read about it. So then she got to see it and we had some that were tail first and butt first. And we had some that were headed first. We had some that were feet first. So we had all different sorts of presentations. Um, we had a couple weird things happen like the intestines and, and that, but, uh, but she was, Karen was such a champ. Oh my gosh. Her last baby. So we weighed everybody. Uh, last baby was weighed around 130. So then we waited and she passed the afterbirth and there was this black plug at the end. And apparently that signals, that's like the caboose, right? That signals that it's all, all done all over. And so we, uh, you know, we were getting her cleaned up, got her out to potty. She could barely walk. You know, she just delivered. She went from eight in the evening. Well, five o'clock in the morning is when labor started. Eight in the evening is whenever the puppy started coming and they were done by about 1.30 in the morning. So that's a long time. So people kept asking us, you know, why are we doing so much to help? Why are we cleaning off the babies? Why are we, you know, taking care of the umbilical and not letting mom do it? Well, sometimes mom chews it too close and we didn't want to have that. Plus she had puppies on her for some of it. So she can't, you know, bend over and, and do it without knocking all those puppies off. And she, her job was to push those babies into the world. You know, Karen's job was to help out as much as possible. Mine was to keep things quasi organized and film it. So as you see, it is the frozen litter. Why is it the frozen litter? Well, Karen has Alexa, which was really cool. That's the first time I've, I've got to play with an Alexa. And we had it playing. We were talking about Lion King, actually, in about uh, the beginning scene where Rafiki lifts Simba up to see, you know, everything. And we were joking that that's what we were going to do with the puppy is as they come out, we were going to present them to the world. Get off. Uh, Django decided he wanted to come up and see what was at the table, uh, that we were going to present them to the world that way. So then Karen had, you know, sort of playing Lion King. So what all did we do? We did Lion King. We did Mulan, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid. Uh, she, we were going to do Moana next, but we were, we had just finished Aladdin. We were just starting Frozen whenever the first baby, you know, and she grunted like a little bear. So, but yeah, then the first baby was born. So that's why it's the Frozen litter. It's not because we're weird. We live in Florida and it's May. It's because that's what was playing whenever she had her first baby.
which was kind of neat. Uh, but that that's it. And so all the puppies will have names inspired by Frozen, possibly Frozen songs, possibly Frozen people or locations or things in it like reindeer names or trolls or or what have you. So we have we have that. Uh, what are we going to call them? You know, we might give the girls names as we keep them, but uh, we're, we're just going to call them whatever color color they have. So red is the one who passed. Uh, you know, purple is the biggest girl. Lilac is the smallest girl. And then we also have aqua and we have pink. So we have four girls left. Red was a girl. So we had five girls and we had seven boys. And now we have uh, four girls and we have seven boys. So we have 11 total in the litter. Uh, some of them will be available for sale. Uh, not to the highest bidder, but uh, prefer, you know, first, first choice I'm hoping goes to service dog people, but service dog people have to sign up for them. Uh, but we have a waiting list so people can get on the waiting list. We need the application or the okay by me and we need a deposit sent in. So if you are interested, message us. It's through hopeservicedogs.org and I can email you. It's saved as a signature thing. So it's really easy for me. But the puppies are being raised in Karen's house. You know, a lot of times puppies are raised in the basement or out in the whelping room, you know, in the garage or what have you. No, they're in her, one of her spare bedrooms. Uh, and she spends her and Mary spend all their free time in there right now. Uh, but, but they're there. Uh, early neurological stimulation started yesterday. Uh, early scent uh, introduction started yesterday. So Rich and I drove in yesterday and he got to see the puppies for the first time. No, sorry. Django is, keeps going after Rich's glasses and he keeps them in the soft case. And so that's, I saw Django trying to get them. Next time he's just getting a zappy zap because that can't happen. Glasses are expensive and Django doesn't need to steal them and go off with them. Uh, so yeah, we were doing this, we're doing puppy culture uh, and then we're already knee popoing them. So everything that we wanted to do with them, we're doing so far. And knee popoing them, what do you mean by that? Yeah, there's stuff involved with it, right? So we want to raise the puppies to be the best, strongest puppies ever, which since we're, our goal is service puppy, and I know not all of them are going to become service puppies. So if you're thinking therapy dog or, or pet dog, and I'm not even going to say just pet dog because pet dogs have an important role too. You know, trust me, you want one of these litters because they are going to you know, we're really putting all the work in with this. You know, we want these puppies to be the best puppies ever and to do super duper good. So we have, we have puppies and we're super stoked. Uh, the parents are both fully health tested, great temperaments. Here, Claire is a breeder. So she was on for a lot of it. I think all of it, which was great. Claire and Sandy were both breeders uh, that were on it. Uh, our vet friend was on it. So it was nice to get some feedback while we were doing it too, to make sure everything was going good. Uh, Claire says they use their spare bedroom for our litters. And she slept with them the first few days. And Lucy's pups are precious. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Karen's sleeping in there. They have a futon. And she said, that is so uncomfortable. And with my EDS, I sat on that futon yesterday. I sat on it the night of the delivery. My hips both went out, you know, right and left hip went out and it took a while for it to go back in. So that's, I told her, I said, we need to get a more comfortable place in here to sleep. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we've got priorities right now and priorities are puppies. Uh, she did start bottle feeding them today. I have not seen them today. It's the first day since they've been born. I haven't seen them. 
but we did start, well, she did start bottle feeding them today when she was uh, doing stuff. So the ones who don't gain as much will be bottle fed. So it's not that, you know, three different ones, you know, like the tan and black and gray are going to be bottle fed. No, it's whoever, you know, as we weigh them twice a day, whoever hasn't gained as much as the others will be the one to get bottle fed. And then hopefully by alternating like that, uh, you know, we're not pulling any of them off fully. So they'll still get the more beneficial mother's milk. But, you know, if they if they need it, they got it from Karen there because it is a large litter. It is 11, 12 were born, but 11 is considered a mega litter, which means it's twice as big as normal litters. Uh, and poor Lucy only has nine nipples too. So that means that there's a little bit of a fight. And even seeing these puppies when they're first born, they're, they're not even crawling. They're more like swimming on the ground, right? So they're swimming on the ground and they'll, we'll put them. So if, if the mom's lying here and the puppies are all on her, we'll put the new puppy maybe a foot away from everybody. And he has to work it to get over to the puppies and then crawl on top of the puppies. And then sometimes go over and kind of force, force one of the puppies off of the nipple so he can have it. And it's neat seeing this, you know, like watching it. I tell you, you know, it, we could kind of take bets on it, <laughs> but, but just seeing the, the differences of what's going on right now, like, is the puppy going to give it up? So we're, we'll sit there and root, you know, don't let go of the nipple purple, keep it on. Don't let green push you off. I uh, hear uh, Claire said, they'll define another day or so. She's doing great. Good. Yeah. Oh, Lucy's just taking to it like a fish to water, like a dog to puppies. All right. Lucy's doing a great job. Karen is just doing absolutely amazing. Karen and Barry. Uh, like I said, I had my one doctor appointment today. I have the other one tomorrow. So the next we could get in there is probably Thursday or Friday or Saturday. So she, Karen is going to work, but they have it set up for at least the first two weeks that the puppies will never be left alone. So Karen's mom and her sister, and then the niece will come in as well and, and be there for the times when Karen and Barry have overlapping shifts. So that's super. And the goal is around four months old or four months old, not around four months old, around four weeks old, they'll come out here um, into the office. So that means we need to uh, get the office set up for puppies, which means we are going through Rich and Luke and I, and we are deep cleaning the house. Uh, we got the kitchen. We still need to do a couple of things. We need to put, I think three, maybe four drawers need new paper in it, but you know, getting everything cleared up and put away instead of stuff on the table. I don't like stuff on the table, uh, but we're, we need to get the dog room cleaned up the office. Living room's pretty much done. Uh, just a few more things that we need to put away, but, uh, Hey, uh, and the bathrooms are, are pretty decent, but you know, our cleaning girl hasn't been able to come out because of Corona. So we haven't seen her since March, I want to say. Uh, but yeah, so we, we want it to be perfect. So, so that happens because guess what's happening? Guess what? not be happening really soon is ginger is coming into heat or she's due to come into heat. So when she comes into heat, her and Seth are going to get it on. And whenever her and Seth get it on, that means in two more months, hopefully we're going to have puppies. Now we had 12 puppies and they tied twice. Um, they only tied twice. So we thought that was pretty good, but Karen found out from her reading and her research, because this isn't stuff that is made readily known, a live cover has, uh, you know, the sperm are alive in there for up to, I want to say 14 days that, that they can impregnate or inseminate. Yeah. That they can inseminate the egg 
Whereas if you do a collection and you kind of turkey baster it in there, it's not as long. And then if you use frozen, it's even less. So luckily, thankfully, um, Melissa sent us Seth, who <laughs> knows and does his job very well and gave us 12 puppies to get started with hope. Uh, here, Claire has a couple more questions. Has the milk come in or is it still colostrum? The richest milk comes the later half, latter half. Okay. No, um, the milk did come in uh, yesterday. Karen had said it had come in. Uh, she says, she, and then Claire says she's going to get a cortisone hip shot tomorrow. So she understands your hip pain. Sorry, it's not fun. No, it wasn't at all. And that's, I'm standing up and I'm trying to get like my hip, cause it'll just, and I thought I was just weird for the longest time. Um, but yeah, it finally, I got my hip back into place. Um, but you know, but having it happen multiple times is never fun. So we have a nice secondhand furniture store up here that we like. Uh, really nice that does consignment with the people in the villages. So we've gotten quite a bit of furniture from there and really happy with it because it's usually the real wood and the real leather, you know, depending on, on what you get. We've gone numerous times. We've only bought stuff once or twice, uh, but we need to start going up again so we can pick out some more stuff. And then Karen also bought Sunday morning. We, uh, we did the puppy stuff and then her and I drove to Orlando. We stopped and picked up Rich. And she bought a new Mercedes Sprinter van. It's a passenger one, so it has the windows the whole way back. And it has seating for like driving 10, 12 people in total, I think, including the driver. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, including the passenger, and then 15, including the driver. It's ridiculous. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take the, uh, the passenger seats out of the back. And then uh, that'll be our, our dog van. Uh, she can use it when she goes kayaking. Uh, we can use it when we're transporting puppies and doing oh. events. We can use it when we drive to Missouri for a new pumpo school uh, and, you know, drive in luxuri luxurious style. Uh, speaking of, um, it has all these 12-volt uh, outlet uh, in it. And so she got a mini fridge. How cool is that? She has a mini fridge in there. Uh, so that means we can... Uh, you know, we can bring some chilled stuff, have some, I like ice water, but we can have that. I hear Claire says live cover is always better and more pops. Yeah. So yeah. So we were really happy about that. And so I have Seth and Lucy out here and, and Seth and Ginger out here, not Lucy. Uh, Seth and Ginger out here. Again, Seth is fully health tested. Ginger is, um, it, we just did her prelims on hips and, and elbows and we were going to do her finals. Now she's already brought a litter of gorgeous. I think she had nine puppies in this litter. Um, but we were still going to, you know, to, to do her, her finals, but with everything being locked down, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't do that. So we, we didn't cause we couldn't, which was a little sad, but she has her prelims and, uh, and she passed it. So, we figure that works. Uh, so yeah, got those. We got, uh, we need to order some stuff tonight from, uh, Claire, have you heard of, I'm sure you've heard of Revival Animal Health has a bunch uh, and is part of our uh, procedures manual, you know, we have to have like, this is what we need and, and you know, kind of make up totes for everything. Cause that's what we did with the, um, with the cows, sounds. I think I'm so tired of talking about the cows and the goats when they have babies. But we have like a kit for ear tagging a cow. We have a kit for if we have to for birth in a cow. You know, we have a kit for um, 
uh, for, oh gosh, what's the thing? Steering a cow. Uh, so we have all this, all these kits and stuff, right? And so I said, we need to have kits for, um, for birth and the babies too. That would be the best. That's what we have to do. Um, so it works out well. Love. Okay. You love that. Use it for everything. Best customer service ever. Good. And Claire also says she does three ties if possible every other day during the peak period. Yeah, we could only get her to tie twice. And then she did, uh, she had to get her, her teeth pulled. So then she wasn't in the mood to tie. So we did her like the day before and the day of the surgery, I think, or the day of the surgery and the day after. Um, but Karen being a nurse, she did blood draw and she spun for the progesterone. And then she did the relaxin test to make sure, you know, that she wasn't just having a, uh, one of those fake pregnancies. She was real Z's having a pregnancy. So it was neat. It was really neat to be a part of it and, and to witness it. And afterwards I said, you know what? We can do this again because this worked out really good. And I liked it. It worked out really, really nicely. So that's the puppies. That's the goal. That's the game plan is, uh, is to have, have them raise them aim for service dogs, then they'll be great for pet dogs as well. Uh, Melissa gets one, which is the, the breeder. And then Hope gets one for us to train up as a service dog. Uh, we're going to keep one of the females for breeding in the future, um, providing she passes all her health testing. And then you know, we have, I think, three or four of the other ones spoken for as well, which is pretty cool that, you know, it's not like, oh my God, we have 12 puppies. What are we going to do with them now? Like, no, we've had people who want to, you know, who've been reaching out and interested in them. Uh, Michelle asked, when do you Volhard test the puppies? That happens on day 49. Now I've had so many people tell me, you know, I Volhard tested at six months old or I Volhard tested multiple times until they pass. That's not how it works. They get it done one time. So two of our board members have volunteered to come over and do it. And that would be the Saturday before Father's Day. Okay. So it'd be a week before they go home. Uh, so we're not taking specific dog deposits. You cannot tell me I want purple girl here. I'll give you money on purple girl. Um, you put down a deposit and then we try to match you up with the right puppy. So if you're very active, you're going to get a very active puppy. You know, if you're a couch potato and you never leave your house, I'm not going to give you the most active puppy because that would just be me. <laughs> Chango's just getting into everything. But yeah, so we have the puppies and so we'll have Ginger coming up next. So then we'll have Lucy and Ginger and then depending Roma, um, we might breed her this year and then uh, Candy as well. We need to finish their health testing because again, everything has been shut down because of uh, um, Corona, because Corona has been shut down. You know, like the vets have been shut down for things except for emergencies. So we couldn't say, well, no, getting eyes che checked is an emergency. Let's do it. Um, and that you need to go to the specialist eyes and heart. And I'm not feeling great, guys. So this is going to be a short one tonight. I just wanted to fill you guys in on what was going on with the puppies. I also wanted to let you guys know our uh, virtual group classes have been on Saturday and they are going very well. So if you're interested in that, do it, you know, pay attention. You can get on YouTube or you can get on Facebook and watch the other ones as well. 
ready for this Corona stuff to be done. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, Michelle says when she has her own place, she'd be interested in a hope service dog. That's awesome, Michelle. Yeah. But, uh, but like I said, I'm going to go cause I'm just not feeling great. Then having the doctor's appointment tomorrow just does not make Vicki happy. Um, hopefully it won't be terrible news. So I'm going to go. I will talk to you guys next week, but follow uh, Hope Service Dogs, Inc. There is another Hope Service Dogs in Wisconsin. That is not us, but Hope Service Dogs, Inc. with the cute dog and the golden retriever puppies everywhere. That's us. You can like it. Please like it. Follow it because you go to following to see everything or see occasional things. So make sure you go to see everything if you want to see the puppies. Uh, and then we're also on Instagram and we're on YouTube as well for Hope. Those are fantastic. I've told a bunch of people. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate that. So see you guys next week. Um, keep an eye on the puppies. Karen has been amazing about doing multiple ones uh, and long ones. So you get to really see and you get to really know the puppies. Okay. So take care and I will catch you guys later.